0: This episode of the Second Floor Podcast is brought to you by Alberta Podcast Network. Locally grown, community supported.
1: All right, welcome everybody to this special episode on Second Floor Podcast. I have the one, the only Ramadan in the building. (laughs) That's
2: because you don't know a lot of people named Ramadan. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) I'll take it. (laughs) How are we doing today, my friend? Fantastic. I'm blessed to be here and um, I'm excited. I'm excited to just you know, be in flow state with you. Well, that's just it, man. This is something you and me um,
1: have been wanting to do for quite some time. Um, you know, for those who aren't aware, I know Ramadan through a really good friend. Uh, shout out to Raj Dillon and his biking group and uh, Ramadan being a part of some summer excursions and activities uh, two summers ago during COVID. And at that time, even you and me, we never got the chance to you know fully connect but on whatsapp groups you know everyone was buzzing about oh you and ramadan have to meet <laughs> you guys are so similar the chemistry the energy it's it's so the same and just today we realized we're both leos uh but aside from all that you know i i'm just really appreciative man of the time you took at uh you know few months back when we realized we finally have to connect you spoke in front of my team of personal trainers good like life, good life
2: yeah and beautiful group, by the way, what They're I awesome. loved,
1: what I loved about that, man, is, is you strike me as someone who you don't skip a beat. You know, if, if you get the chance to share details, you give it. And when you were giving your introduction, <laughs> I love how that day we got the life story, man. Like awesome.
2: We started from the, the moment you were born,
1: yeah. like, just like any other autobiography yeah. begins. But um, I just want to pay attention to that because you're someone who I believe that if you get asked to provide Anything about your life, you're not going to skip a deep uh, a beat, and you're going to be honest. And I, I don't know how much detail we want to go into today, but if you could provide people from your own perspective, uh, who you are today, and and what you're about, and I feel like that's going to beautifully um, unfold us into an episode on what we wanted to talk about, which was you know purpose and you know bringing to light some of the topics uh, we mentioned before going on
2: yeah um (laughs) that's a a big introduction thanks i wasn't (laughs) expecting that um about the storytelling that you mentioned that we did at good life that was uh these are little details that help kind of they were the building blocks and uh you can't leave anything out because every little step you know contributed to bringing you right to this very moment like it's not an accident that I ran into Raj. It's not an accident that he added me to this biking group, and it's not an accident that I went with him one time. And then, and he literally said this. He's like, "Man, you're like the Lebanese version of Kenny." <laughs> 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 he said, "You're just a little older than him, and he's like just a few years behind you. So you guys are the same person. So you guys got to connect." <laughs> I was like, yeah, I, I got to meet him. I got to meet him. Good energy. Um, who I am today? Oh man. Um, can't really define that with with one or two sentences. I mean, um, who I am today is is who my inner child was wanting me to be. That's for sure. And I'm hoping I can make that short, stubby, um, attention <laughs> attention seeking uh, little uh, child. I hope I, get, I hope I can make him proud. Yeah, he had a lot. Of, he had a lot of <laughs> struggles, but. Um, yeah, it, it they were blessing. They were there were lessons. They were definitely lessons.
1: Yeah, something that really stuck out to me is especially when you were talking to our group, Ramadan, about the time when you were younger. And this was something that I'm sure you won't mind. I share this on air where you said that Kenny, I know I'm gonna get out of my comfort zone when I speak to your group of trainers. Mm-hmm. And mind you, this is a speaker series we do at our um location for anyone who's you know listening where we bring on health professionals such as Ramadan to just share some insights on uh, holistic health, right? And I remember when we were on our call planning it, you said that, you know what, Kenny, there was a time in my life where I was younger and I had to speak in front of my class. And I remember at the time how nerve wracking that felt for you and how Mm. um, embarrassing it was. And if you could share the detail of what happened that always brings you back to that inner child you speak of where mm-hmm. there are moments, there are traumatic moments, no matter how someone else looks at it, mm-hmm. they're defining moments in our lives, especially when we were younger that shape shift how we're going to show up in mm-hmm. our adult life to situations mm-hmm. and how when you were preparing for, you know, speaking in front of my team, it triggered you. Uh, going back to those moments,
0: mm.
2: um, are you willing to share what, what happened? At that yeah, I think yeah, it's just gonna be better off from you. Right, <laughs> um, you're here in case I hyperventilate, <laughs> of course. So, and the mud water, you, <laughs> we you got you, know, you. It's okay. It's okay to kind of you know go back and and relive those moments if you understand that whatever stress comes from it, whatever uh, anxious feeling tries to creep in, uh, use it as a tool. Right. To be able to understand. Hey, that's fine. I'm okay. There's a yin and yang. I'm going to welcome both sides. I'm going to welcome how hard it was to stand up in front of a class. And, and, and maybe, maybe the reason I, I, I was too scared to perform is I was just scared of the judgment or uh, the person that went ahead of me, memorized the paragraph word for word. I knew people that could memorize a whole page of Arabic history. Um, and, and not even skip a period. Like they, they, it was unbelievable. I, I've never seen anything like it, and I could not regurgitate that way. So I would try to paraphrase, and I'm, I'm a daydreamer, so I could easily go off on a tangent. And now I'm looking at the teacher and looking at the, the the people in front of me, and they're looking at their books like that's not what it says, you know. <laughs> so now I'm like, oh my god, I'm going to self destruct especially right. when you start seeing the yeah, uh, the, see the reaction right? yeah. they're all, all
1: looking around each other like what yeah. book is he cuz right?
2: you know, even early on I was I was sensitive to people's energy um, in terms of you know when somebody walks into a room can they make you feel comfortable do you want to hug them or do you feel you know reserved or I, I want to be away from that person he just gives me the the heebie-jeebies <laughs> right so that's a thing that I don't have a sixth sense. I, I'm not supernatural, even though, according to Joe Dispenza's work, you can be supernatural. You can tap into the limitless mind. Um, but at that stage, I, I just felt the judgment was going to overcome me. And there were classes where I was inspired by the material. Like, I loved English, English literature. Um, I love poems. I remember a teacher gave us a poem and, What was it called? I think apple blossoms look like snow. That's how it starts. I think I looked it up and I found the poem. I don't know who it's by, but uh, we could, we could share that in the, in the comments. Um, and I remember I just liked this poem so much. I sang it. I sang it. Mm. So my teacher said, Hey, uh, I heard you, you, you were singing this to someone. And i was a, i was very embarrassed and she's like please just come sing it to my class because maybe they'll understand it better or they'll like it better or they'll enjoy you know enjoy the material a little bit better what grade was this in? this was in grade six okay six yeah yeah Ms. raya i actually found her on on um facebook and shout out to Ms. raya because man talk about comfort zone and and the rattles i I almost peed my pants, and and she <laughs> was. She took me to a uh, to our class uh, during recess, and she brought a little tape recorder, and she goes, "Okay, there's nobody here. Just sing it for me." And mm. you can hear the crackles of my voice, and I'm singing this poem, and I'm, I'm so nervous because I'm like, "Oh my god, somebody else in the next class is gonna." And she said, "I won't tell them who it was. Don't worry. I won't tell them that it was you." Just sing it for me. Yeah, it's just and the audio I did podcast that. version. Don't worry, no. Worries. I did that, <laughs> and, and this is back when you had tape, and you hit the record button with the play button, and then you can reverse and and uh, put it back on. Right? It was a little kind of what do you call boombox. How or, far we've
1: come.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: Right. So, and and she did that, and that was my first kind of experience with. Oh my god, you know this. This is very nerve wracking, but you can do it, right? And and maybe she instilled something in me to go forward, saying. You got this like what's the worst that can happen
1: it's it's crazy how much a heightened sense of exposure to doing something you already were doing leads us to feeling um heart more harder on ourselves leads Mm -hmm. us to feeling more um anxious um i feel like because we are trying so hard now to uh make sure it's perfect Right, and then I feel like we are our um our biggest critics in those cases because when you were mm. speaking there Ramadan it reminded me of uh, how I look at performing, um, in competitions. This was a shift recently. This was one of those like groundbreaking moments of discovery where, for anyone, I'm sure maybe such as yourself, when you're so competitive, when you want to win, when you have a desire to mm. think about how exciting the outcome is, um, when you flip that to just enjoying the process to going back to, okay, I am singing this poem. I'm doing it for the love of how much I connect to this poem, right? And I'm just doing it for fun. No one asked me to do it, I'm just yeah. singing. Now all of a sudden when a teacher tells you, can you, can you, do, it? Can yeah. you do this in front of my class? Yeah. I can't imagine, yeah. I, re- I resonate with that feeling yeah. of like, oh my goodness, what? Like you, you start to- Talk yourself out. Right, it. and it's the same way when someone says they're a good singer,
0: Yeah.
1: right? Anytime someone has told me, oh, I can sing, and, and I go, Sing me a song. I get excited. Yeah. But now they're like, no, 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 no. I'm not comfortable. Because yeah. the thought of being put on the spot, being critiqued, being judged, being watched, compared to doing it now for the love of it, mm. there's a difference. Now, when I relate this to a performance-based standard, it was when I was in Chicago. It's my solo trip. I had a two-day competition. First day didn't go well for me. So I remember I was walking and I listened to... Um, I listened to this uh, episode by Sadhguru. Do you know who that is? Yes. You're familiar with him? I love him. <laughs> so he's, he, he's, a, he's just he's so many a things. Guy, he's
2: a guy you just want to hug. Oh, a character. <laughs> yeah. and, and a fantastic one yeah. at that, right? Yeah.
1: And he said something, Ramadan, that really, it strongly affected how I performed the next day. Mm-hmm. And it has a lot to do with what you just said. And I'm going to quote this because it resonates so much. Sure. He said, people are always wanting to win the game. In yoga, they're just saying, if you have one eye on the goal, you got only one eye to find the way. So it's very inefficient. Yeah. And as Sadhguru likes to say, isn't it? That's 50% of your productivity. (laughs) So you need both eyes to take the next step. Yeah. Every shot that you play is more important than you winning. So the winning will happen because you got the right shots. Mm -hmm. Every single person wants to win, Mm -hmm. right? Everybody has the desire to win, but desire is not gonna get us there. What's gonna get us there is you doing what you are doing very well. And that reminded me that, okay, you know what? When I go to jujitsu class, when when you sing that song, same thing when you're up there, go off of not the idea of impressing others, off the idea of I'm going to win this gold medal. I'm going to I'm going to win uh validation, mm. right? Instead, I'm just going to do it because I love doing it. Yeah. I'm going to play. And that's all I'm going to do. I'm going to play the game. And naturally, when I did that the next day, the result astronomically better. Mm. And uh I wanted to share that because it that that really that reminded
2: me of that. Are you familiar with uh, Abraham Maslow? No you'll uh you'll stumble upon some of his readings because you know that's the path that you're on right now, seeking truth, right? So it it it's gonna not because the algorithm will pop it up on your feed, but (laughs) some universal strength is gonna communicate it to you and it's just gonna land in your uh in your in your lap. Um said what a man can be, he must be right? So we're, we're born, Jibron, Khalil gibran said, um, when a man is born, his work is placed in his heart. I, I think, I, hopefully I'm not butchering the quote, but basically when you're born, what you were meant to do is already there. And you're always going to have that voice that, you know, the, the, the creative side of the brain saying, hey, but we can do this. Hey, did you know we can do this? But then you got the analytical side of the brain saying, ah, you know, we we haven't done this before do you need to do that now what if this happens what if that happens so that you know back and forth is is what's kind of keeping people so busy and um and and worried about you know let's take on risk or not or let's you know this is why i uh
1: i have a really challenging relationship with when people go oh i could have been xyz i could have done X, Y, Z, Mm -hmm. right? I think it's different from when it's, I came close to, because I came close to is the language that interprets you at least tried. Mm Could have, in my opinion, is interpreting, well, why didn't you? Why didn't you? Right? Yeah. What was it that came in the way?
0: This episode of the Second Floor Podcast is brought to you by Taproot Edmonton, which is on a mission to inform you about your city. Want to get a handle on Edmonton's growing innovation scene? Take a listen to Bloom, Taproot's newest podcast. Each week, hosts Emily Randall Watson and Faiza Ranji will discuss the latest developments in efforts to solve new problems and diversify the economy. Find out who's investing in what, who's investing in whom, and what's on the horizon. Find Bloom wherever you listen to podcasts or visit bloom.taprootedmonton.ca.
1: I'm curious to know for you, like when you talk about what you shared, what is it that you notice? Because you have a lot, lot, lot more life experience than I do. And you can have more many years to look back from. What do you feel like was in your blueprint of since when you, you know, were born, came into this world that you're recognizing you're actually doing to this day Mm -hmm. that was meant for what you've been put on earth to do? Mm -hmm. Because a lot of what you just shared relates to purpose. Yes. So why we do what we do and choose to. Um, carve out a certain path that's going to mm-hmm. lead a direction that, uh, we're continuously wanting to perhaps head mm-hmm. towards or keep a path on. Um, I'm just wondering for your sake, because I love these kind of conversations. Yeah. And I know you do too. Yeah. And it, it just intention wise for our episode, I'm sure as we can tell is I want it to let people remind themselves if they really are on uh, the right path where yeah. I'm sure you've had it. I've, I've experienced yes. my version of it in my life where I'm like, oh, wait a second, I'm going a path that's not meant for me. Mm-hmm. That was in COVID when I shifted to the fitness industry. Mm-hmm. Essentially, quote unquote, started all over,
2: but was glad because I was like, okay, this is what I was meant to do since I was born. Mm-hmm. Right. But um, but what- it took that. It took an, a pandemic for you to realize it. Exactly. Right. Sometimes that, that inner voice that, that I'm sick to my stomach doing this, but for some reason I'm doing it, um, maybe it can come in the form of an ulcer. Or it could come in the form of, of a sickness or, you know, your your whole gut is experiencing so much butterflies and dysbiosis. It's just not in sync. And then you actually have to get sick of doing what you're doing to realize I'm not supposed to be doing this.
1: What I'm afraid of is, do you feel like Ramadan doesn't have to lead to an existential
2: crisis? <laughs> it, it, so we it comes... So we're either we either change out of inspiration or desperation, right? Jim Rowan said that, and uh, it's best to change out of inspiration because it's more sustainable, right? If you're gonna, just going to wait for you to hit the wall to realize, man, I was I was going in the wrong direction, you know, it's sometimes you can't come back from certain things, right? So it's best to change, and and the the reason people are so blindsided by the next. You know, calamity or the next you know surprise, uh, you know, uh, environmental catastrophe that happens um, is because we don't plan, right? We don't have a clear vision and a goal. And we, when if you're driving from here to Calgary, you gotta and and you were just there, right? You, if you know exactly where you're going, like me coming to your house today, I know where Cameron Heights is. But to find your house, I had to still put the exact address in the navigation right? So it took me to your house, not to an area that you live in. I had to find your house, right? So in life, a lot of people, they know, okay, I want to be healthier. I want to be a little more financially stable. Maybe I want to be, you know, the cool guy in the office uh, who's just attracting everybody, uh, everybody's attention in a good way, not for vanity, but just basically I'm the team builder or the glue. That's fine. It's good to have these. But it's good to have details of how you want to get there and what you want to do once you do have it. Cause if all of a sudden somebody just gave you the success that you're wishing for, but you have no plan, what are you going to do with it? And I'm, I'm glad you brought that
1: up because it's something that I know I personally struggle with where I'm trying to work on now being more present mm-hmm. in the moment. Right. I feel like we're all constantly trying to have a fine balance between you know, what effect does truly staying present have on me not being as aware of of where I'm taking everything that I need to take it? So what did that what does that look like for you and your advising? Because I agree very much so that you have to know where you're taking everything. Mm. Not only does it build excitement, but it also builds stability, Mm -hmm. right? I mean, if you're waking up every day going like, okay, I'm just only going to live for today and I don't Mm -hmm. care what what happens tomorrow. Sometimes we have to plan for what tomorrow is going to look like. I'm just wondering where like, if you see what I mean, where there's that pull, there's like, okay, what do I need to do to stay present, but also recognize that I need to know where I'm taking Mm -hmm. things.
2: So the first thing that I would advise, you know, clients have been working with them or, or just somebody in, in the clinic um, who's struggling with a certain challenge is, listen, I'm just going to share my own experience and maybe they can relate to it, right? Before I set my eyes on a new goal, let me just question the direction I'm heading in now. So I, I, you, we have to be able to just stop. And before you pivot, just stop and just take a step back, understand where you are, right? Just understand where you are. Now, is is it going according to plan? Because it's good to have a plan. Because your body likes, your brain likes uh, organization. It doesn't like chaos, right? Chaos just kind of you know uh, spins things out of control, and then it just leads to overwhelm, right? So I use the example in hiking. You hike, hiking. I remember last year, I saw some often. pictures. Yeah. yeah. So if the fastest way to summit is to draw a straight line, just all the way up. It's doable. You're probably doing it in less time. You're going to exert a lot more energy, but there's a lot that could also go wrong. It's just steeper that way. Is more challenges. If you're not as experienced, it's not your first, you know, summit or you haven't done that trail before, you kind of can't anticipate what's going to happen around the corner. Maybe there's some loose rock. Maybe you just uh, hit a wall and you just kind of have to go around it, but there's no footing. Maybe the the trail's not marked. Maybe there's a mountain goat being chased by a bear. I don't know. Worst case scenario, right? (laughs) Now he's chasing you because you're slower than the goat. But you can climb that way or you can do the switchbacks. Where you get a little bit of elevation gain, you wrap around the mountain, stop there. You gain so much data of, you know, how to, how you got there. And now you're using that same technique to kind of go a little higher on the next switchback and then back and forth. And if you were to fall, like, you know, proverbially not, not, uh, to actually fall, but if you had a setback or a challenge, let's say a storm came, you're not going to need to go all the way back down. You can go back to the step that you were there before. Right. And you've already built kind of a little bit of a mental base camp there. That you are mm. like, I was just here. I, I know how to get out of this to the next step. So we just withdrew one step. But now I can go back, you know, and when it, when things clear, I'm going to, you know, go back to the one I was at and then back and forth. And you're zigzagging. And next thing you know, you're at the top of the mountain. And along the way, because you were talking about how do we be present? Well, there's so much data in, in the challenges that you encountered along the way. That you just felt like they elevated you and they pushed you and you gained momentum that the next, the last little bit of, of the summit was actually easier. It's supposed to be the hardest because you're tired.
1: Well, look at the confidence it gave day. you along the way yeah. too,
2: right? Like, yeah, but now you, you got, you got something else driving you. You got this intrinsic motivation that you don't need the external, uh, you know, motivation from the outside. You don't need somebody. You're cheering yourself on and it, you don't understand like wh- where, did, where did I get the second wind? Like I'm just leaping right now right I, I really like that example
1: actually for for many reasons and, and um,
2: it's applicable to so many things in life it is right take right? the steps be there be present that's fine but because you know where you want to get to ultimately things are not in the way they're along the way well, right they're detours that's fine especially on our
1: podcast where we talk to so many people who provide advice on you know how to elevate to the next level uh, it's not all about doing so the quickest you know it's the whole marathon not a sprint logic that comes into play right And what you just shared Ramadan is, uh, it's so related to my life right now, where I like that example of what you gave, where sometimes you, you have, you have a place you could go back to, right. Um, it's it's a familiar space. It's Mm. perhaps something for someone like me who constantly wants to challenge himself. It may not feel like it's as much of a challenge because you've been in that space for so long, and this is related to my current role. Um, I am arguably someone who, after a year or two within doing the same line of work, I get bored. Like simply, mm-hmm. I'll be honest. I just I start to feel like I need to um, expand my horizons, mm-hmm. do something new, explore new. Yeah, put my creativity to use through through doing something uh, beyond my current scope of practice. Mm-hmm. So that analogy, when I connect that to okay, you put me in the same space again. Now I'm just sitting here twiddling my thumbs, doing the same thing that mm-hmm. I'm already doing every day. However, what I do need to realize is, um, you you shared in a way where you need to pretty much be aware of, like, let's say in the hiking example, how to actually maneuver a certain like, let's just say stage you're at in that hike right now before you're ready to even get to the next part, mm-hmm. right? If I can't um, walk. If I I don't know how to grip my own two feet on a mountain, how do I expect myself to um, get through a scramble,
0: Mm -hmm. right?
1: And that's a scramble of rocks that are coming down and I'm going to have to really make sure I lock my feet in. If I'm already struggling to do that on regular you know, paved dirt, how do I expect to do that on rocks that are slipping below my feet? Mm -hmm. Now, why I use that example with what you shared is I'm right now being tested and okay, everything is there, right? Building culture within my club, uh, creating a high performing a uh, team of people who have the it factor but now we have to match that in the numbers mm. right now it's like okay well you have to showcase you know that this current club you're building is at a profitable level is 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 currently like the numbers are showing what you're already doing and i feel like this happens to a lot of people in the corporate field or in anything when you're trying to build a business and then be ready for the next position is for someone like me i feel like i I'm i'm ready for that next step but i haven't necessarily earned it because I haven't showcased what's possible in what I'm currently doing and uh, to be honest like I'm wondering if you have advice because I, I wonder if there's other people out there too are like okay I've been doing this for two, three however many years and I want to challenge myself for the next promotion but you haven't shown let's say enough of
2: uh, you haven't earned your stripes so to speak mm. you know what I mean it's like so we well, you what? feel a little bit like a, like an imposter like do I need do I deserve to be up there or do I need to do enough to establish that credibility and that trust. The latter, right? Because right. I do feel like I've done enough,
1: yeah. but um, it hasn't reflected in the numbers. Mm. And I think what happens to people like me in this situation is we have one of two ways to look at this. Number one, we either get really salty and we go, you know what? I'm gonna look elsewhere, right? Or we go, okay, I'm gonna hold my pride, <laughs> right? The job's not done yet, right? Mm. So- level of patience needs to be there. The level of creativity needs to expand in a way where it's like okay, what am I currently not doing? What am I doing that I should keep doing? But what am I not doing? And uh I need to start having those honest conversations with myself. Right? Cuz uh I realized too that the fact that I've gotten the chance two times over to be interviewed for a divisional role has been um it's been like I I I'm honored by that. But of course, I also feel like okay, Kenny, it's just not your turn yet. And that in turn now in life is testing me to be more present. Mm-hmm. Cause I was only thinking of, okay, I can't wait to get all the way up there. I'm looking at your mountain example. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking, oh, I can't wait to get up there. But it's like, Kenny, wait a second, look right now where you're at. Mm-hmm. Right? You're only you're not gonna get there if you don't pay attention to what's in front of you. Yeah. You gotta get this done first. You yeah. know what I mean?
2: You have so many different views along the way that um that need to be appreciated as well yeah
1: like have you ever had a time in your life where i don't know if you feel i don't know if you're driven the same way or if you're kind of like kenny have i had i not had the more years of experience Mm -hmm.
2: in what i was currently doing i would not have been able to do what was next i think if i can talk to my 20 year old self i would say take more risk it's okay honestly take more risk and not not the other way around because only when you fail and there's no such thing as failure right because everybody yields a result right you want to learn how to juggle a soccer ball or play football and and you're not as good you're, you're dropped but it's still a result but it's what you do with the result right so it, it's not failure you're just still collecting data that's all you're just collecting data to when you actually really need it right it's very true
0: This episode of the Second Floor Podcast is brought to you by Alberta Blue Cross. Life as a business owner can be hectic to say the least and Alberta Blue Cross understands that. They offer flexible health, dental, life and disability coverage for your employees. Even better, you can let your staff enroll and manage their coverage at any time on any device. You've got this when it comes to group coverage for your small business and Alberta Blue Cross has got your back. To learn more and explore your options, head over to ab.bluecross.ca.
2: So a lot of us think that, I mean, Bob Proctor talks about this and talks about something called the knowing doing gap. And I think I was talking to some of your trainers about this is we keep looking for the next course for inspiration and knowledge. And maybe I need this, maybe I need that. How many people do you know? with a million letters after their name and titles and um, but are doing so little with it that they've just stuck in the rut of knowing and not doing, not applying it, right? The fact that you learn one thing and you applied it and you proved that, that it worked already should set you for the next step. That's what you build on. You learned it, you applied it, it worked. So I want to circle back. What did you mean by numbers? What numbers... When you oh, yeah. numbers, so, are we talking finances? Let's are we say talking-
1: how many hours of service uh, sessions have been completed on a month-to-month basis? Okay. So this is, you know, your standard key performance indicators that you're being graded on yeah. uh, based off your performance, right? Mm. That's one of them through what I do, right? Yeah. So it's like, okay, so how many hours of like workouts are being done? Mm. Month over month, is that increasing? Mm. Right. quarter
2: by quarter, year over year. Um, how many clients? But that model is based on the corporate structure and the blueprint of you know how do we gauge our success yeah is this is, club making money and and i mean is this good life we're talking about yes are we allowed to drop of names course, here? Okay. Yeah, of course. Yeah, so let's say good life is measuring their presence by you know what comes in the bank account and how many people sign up how many other gyms were we able to kind of poach clients from because we offer different value Mm -hmm. But if you were to say, if you were to take a different measuring (laughs) um, system and say, out of the people that we worked with, how many went on to do great things? Mm. And I bet you maybe, maybe a small mom and pop shop, gym, or somebody training somebody in their house or in their garage, maybe they changed that person's life and gave them tools and they can never look back at the person they used to be. Right. Without going through a big system. It's all about value that you're, you're, you're leaving in the interaction. And if you're leaving someone else with a sense of more and they're going on and you've empowered them and you let them know that this is not you. This is not the system. This is not the, the way, this is them allowing themselves to live their authentic life and, and not be limited by someone else's beliefs. Right. So, if that's what you've done, man, the sky's the limit. You can't even measure that.
1: No, I'm I'm glad you put it that way because at the end of the day, it just, it goes back to why I chose to be in the fitness industry in the first place and is to truly be a part of, as I believe every respectful trainer should be a part of this, is is changing people's lives for the better. You know, it's not for the money, it's not for the status, it's not for the reputation or role Mm. you get. And, you know, not not to derail good life by any means is I understand, of course, why they need to think about those mm-hmm. metrics yeah. because you have over 300 gyms in the nation. You can imagine and put in the math of how much expenses are associated mm. with this and how you do have to start thinking of what's going to profit and hours and number yeah. of clients comes to mind. Because the sustainability and, comes from that. Exactly. Right? right. And when you share your perspective, Ramadan, it's it's beautiful to just see the 180 shift where i directly get to see it on the ground level mm-hmm. you know being someone who's managing the trainers and seeing the people's lives and how they interact and their bodies and their minds transform, mm. transforming right um but it is something where y- you bring up a point about okay so that's how a company you're working for mm. is 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 measuring success how do you want success to be measured mm. I, I love the way you frame that is we know, we have to ask ourselves what's our own kpis mm-hmm. right if there's certain indicators that i want to hit daily weekly monthly yearly in my personal life and professional life what are they mm-hmm. right and i'm curious to ask you like what what does that look like on your end what would you say if if ramadan is you know if 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 i were to Extrapolate what your KPIs are in your day, in your day to day as a human.
0: Mm-hmm. What are
1: things that you almost are checking in on for yourself to make sure you're doing on that mm-hmm. yearly, monthly, daily, weekly basis?
2: Um, for me, it's maybe three or four non-negotiable freedoms. The freedom to think how I want to think. The freedom to put in my body, um, what I want and what I know is good for me and use my senses accordingly i want to lay my eyes on what i think is going to you know uh, improve my sight in terms of like creating an image in my brain that's going to inspire me right i want to listen to sounds of nature that maybe Put me in a, you know, uh, rest and digest state where I feel creative and I don't feel threatened by, by the rings and dings of social media and, and, you know, the phone call in from the office saying, hey, there's a disgruntled patient here. Come and handle it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So certain non-negotiable freedoms of, of where I am, how I think, who I get to spend my time with. Ultimately, we all want to be free from bondage. Yeah. Right. It's tough. And the North American model for just living here is the false sense of ownership of your house and your car. You can own it all, but we own you on the back end because you're now enslaved to debt. Right. So if you ask somebody who has nothing, who has nothing in terms of possession, but he doesn't feel the need for any of these, he is the one with everything. <laughs> He's the one who's free, <laughs> right? There's no bondage, so he's now free to think, free to roam, free to uh, create, right? But if if you're constantly busy because you just feel shackled, um, it's tough to express your your inner creativity, right? So wow. it's certain freedoms that I look forward to. For me, it's time. I, I feel, I and mean, culturally, we say this a lot in uh, in Middle Eastern culture. Um, my, my dad's Lebanese, mom's Ukrainian, no ties to Ukraine. Um, <laughs> uh, but my heart goes out to what's going on. Yeah. Um, but I lived in Lebanon for 11 years and we would say stuff like this, like, uh, let's go kill some time. Mm. In Arabic, it sounds different, right? Um, yeah. um killing times. time. Time like, pass. Matt, is there anything? That's going to kill us other than time. Time is going to kill us. That's, <laughs> the one thing we're not going to win against is time. Let's go kill time. Are we saying we're going to kill ourselves?
0: Yeah. Right? We're like, not,
2: that's the one thing we cannot kill is time because that's one thing that's going to win. Right? We have a certain amount of heartbeats, certain amount of breaths. How am I going to use them? What am I going to use them for? Right? Who am I going to share this inner vibration? Who, like me being here right now, this is not an accident. Right? This had to happen yeah right because so it least two people who you know want the same for for the for humanity
1: which i find is beautiful not to take it on a whole other note but why you're sharing that is like people don't realize this is our first one-on-one true interaction yeah. <laughs> and it's happening on air <laughs> <laughs> like despite all the other stuff that was going on for yeah. planning that was yeah. all via phone call but yeah. it's our face-to-face yeah. interaction yeah. on air right yeah. but like you said is these things don't happen by accident yeah. if you lead with the thought of back to your yeah. point I choose to kill my time with what I, I want to kill my time with. Yeah. Not searching for something just for the sake of killing time. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, I'm gonna fill it with things that I actually exactly. care about and wanna do. Yeah. Right. If, That's like similar in the Punjabi cultures. Like, oh, let's do, let's do time pass.
2: Yeah. You know, find something. <laughs> <to do. laughs> we call it <laughs> 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 to lose time. <laughs> <laughs> Daya is lose, right? To to <laughs> is to lose time or lose track of time. Now you can do that doing something you love like you i mean you get on a boat in a lake and you know you're out there and just enjoying the air and the sunset and you're like oh wow look what time it is we've been out here for four or five hours because you're doing something you love so you're not kind of uh, limited by those uh, be- those minute uh minutes taken away right or you can also do it by doing something useless and your brain just checks out and says "Ah, oh, i'm on autopilot right now you're just surfing the web Right. Or you're on your phone scrolling, so you don't need me. So it checks out. And then you actually really lose track of time <laughs> because you're doing something. Well, what a good way
1: of now, let's say, connecting your KPIs, right? Like you saying, I, I find a lot of what you said was connected to your sensory perceptions, right? It's like thought, you know, your, you know, taste, right? You know, Smell, talking about hearing, food, you yeah. know, hearing, you know, you want to yeah, pay yeah. attention to nature. And now to whatever it is you're doing, as far as things you choose to do in your time. Asking yourself, is it connecting me back to any one of those three things mm. or all of them? Right. Cause this is, this helps me formulate that in my head of I, I need to make sure I'm consistently, especially on weekends, right? Where you naturally have more time to kill mm. is, okay, what am I going to do in this time that's productive towards the mm. things I care about? Right. Am I spending time with loved ones? Okay. What does that time look like? What does the quality of that time look like? right are we all horsing around going to bars not talking to one another are we sitting down in a setting like this yeah right no music no distractions right just us right just like this yeah right connecting in an honest environment catching one another up because those are things i care about but don't get me wrong ramadan i have moments where you know me and my friends are saying this lately where we're like you know what guys like we should go and like no more going out at night like let's let's scrap this we're doing this too often every weekend we go out let's go like weekday you know nature walk yeah or weekday you know catch the sunrise go to a coffee shop yeah right but anything where we're we're not doing things because it what needs to be done right now and I, i caught myself in this loop of doing that ramadan oh it's summer right Summertime we're supposed Yolo. to go out. yeah, exactly. <laughs> YOLO, we're, we're young. FOMO, right? right? We're single. Let's yeah. go out. And it's like, well, yeah, yeah. are we doing this because we're forcing ourselves? Yeah. Or let's check in, KPIs. Yeah. What what should I be doing with my time? Yeah. Right. And don't get me wrong, there's always room for fun and always room to, you know, explore. But when it happens too much, yeah. that's I think when it's an opportunity to check in.
0: Mm.
2: Right. And um so for those who find that escape is something they long, and it could be that they don't want to come back to the reality that they're living, mm-hmm. right? And, and if you fill your day with high priority actions that inspire you and move you and drive you in the right direction, there won't be enough time of the day to fill it with uh, activities that don't. It just fills up naturally. It It fills up naturally, right? So, and that's the thing. People have to take a step back and evaluate what's important to you. Is it family? Like you gave me the story about your dad and wanting to build this house and wanting to build a home so you can all be together. That's your dad's goal. That's a legacy What a seagull. That's a beautiful seagull, they call it. I don't know how I'm going to get there, but I'm so driven to it, so I'm going to keep on it, right? Right, whereas an A goal is like, "Hey, Dad, let's build a house." Okay, fine. We save up some money. We hire some contractors. Eight months later, we're, we're probably living in it. But there was there was more there, right? Mm. He said, "Hey, you guys all move in, yeah. live here. I don't care how long. I want grandkids in here. Yeah, I want everyone one in one big here. <laughs> happy family. Air mattresses everywhere. Deflate yeah. them during the day, right? So uh, yeah, a lot of people don't have that." you know what really makes me feel good mm. right what makes me feel
1: good i you know when when you talked about like i love how you shared and one of the things you care about is having time to think about what's going on in your life and 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 using that with five kids a business you're running a chiropractic practice many other side hustles on the go are you scheduling your me time in for yourself like is that is that just all happening in the in-between, right? Like maybe it's, you know, your commutes. Maybe perhaps it's, hey, Kenny, I'm scheduling myself for uninterrupted flow
2: state. Vitamin me. me. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what Vitamin does that look like?
2: Like, How do you book yourself in? Um, or it's Walks in nature. Uh, I took on road biking um, for those who don't. Road biking is essentially, for me, meditative. Uh, you know, it's the only time I get to wear tights and <laughs> and spandex and uh, not be judged for it. <laughs> yeah, I'm okay with it. I love it. And I just feel so aerodynamic. <laughs> yeah. Um that's where I kind of you know listen to a podcast or I just do the most of my breath work. Um, walks in nature is, is something that makes me feel really insignificant. And I like that feeling of um not to um kind of put yourself down, but more to understand the 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 might in what's around you to, to so you realize that your problems are not you know as, as bad as you're making them sound right? i think there's
1: something to say about when you physically are moving your body hence why many people say when you go to the gym um it's so good for your mental health but rather when you're physically exerting any sort of force um in silence mm-hmm. right like in true silence like don't get me wrong team sports Boy, does it ever, you know, mm. increase your level of excitement and intensity, mm. and it puts you in a position where, of course, you know, adrenaline's kicking in. Um, but it's it's very just mentally and physically taxing.
2: Very. There are workouts. Remind and there me are, to come back to this point. Yeah,
1: there there are, there are workouts and there are movements that you can do every day. You know, yoga, um, breath work, breath work. Biking. Oh, yeah, just without, some mi- mindful jour- journaling. Yeah. Right. Without the force of, of of necessarily causing so much exertion that you're you're fatigued. Mm-hmm. Your energy level, in fact, increases after doing this. And I, I share this because I feel the exact same thing in jujitsu. My me time is jujitsu. I am challenging myself both physically and mentally. There are days, yes, that are obviously very, very taxing. Mm-hmm. But other days where I'm like, I'm going to roll today. I'm going to have fun. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to go too hard. I'm not going to go too light. But I am forced to not think about anything else but this and me and how I need to show up to this practice without saying a word. Mm -hmm. But there's beauty to that. And unfortunately, Ramadan, I truly feel like not everyone in the world is capitalizing on this. It doesn't need to be biking. It doesn't need to be Mm jujitsu. Maybe it's walking your dog, getting a dog. Maybe it's like, okay, go out, summer, walk, put those earphones in. Go spend time with yourself. Something which I'll be honest, I struggle with to this day, I struggle with it. Big
2: quotations with yourself, right? Mm-hmm. How many people cannot look at the person in the mirror in the morning and have have a good discussion, even if it's two minutes, right? Remind that person in the mirror that, you know, you are whole, you are beautiful, you are capable, you are limitless. That first conversation we have in the day, are we are we our own bullies? Right? I mean, how I've looked at myself in the mirror and like, I'm not happy with this. I'm not happy with that. And, you know, it could motivate me to go do better, um, eat better, move better, you know, talk better, be better. Um, or it could, you know, create this, uh, this one, one more villain mm. <laughs> that I have to challenge. It's like, oh man, I didn't need one more, uh, one more, uh, hill to climb. Right. So um, a lot of people are, are struggling to have that conversation with themselves. It's true. Right? So yeah. we talk about vitamin me. Yes, it's very important. And it comes in different ways, right? Like I'm in like this here. Like I look forward to this from the day you told me, let's get together and talk. Yeah. Why? Because I'm driven by, I enjoy the human connection. There's a lot of people in my life where I, we, we can talk for hours and I cannot see them for four or five years. And then right when I run into them, we pick off, we pick up right where we left off. That's beautiful. It's like, what? How? Yeah. What? I haven't seen you in two, three years. Where have you been? And then we're back into flow state because our vibrations are aligned, right? And whatever higher power that wants us to be in each other's lives says, Hey, you know, love each other for the sake of a greater good
1: i love that right and that's fine keeping them yeah it's yeah. very important you were going to bring it back to a point earlier
2: too, yeah you talked about, about sports and yeah. how it could be mentally and emotionally taxing mm-hmm. so one of my biggest challenges is to kind of draw the line between am i going to soccer at this age i'll be 44 this next week august 4th is my birthday yeah there it is <laughs> just dropping it up there. Yeah. um Am I playing because I like I miss the guys? I like to connect with them. I, you know, it's a community. You know, the soccer community mm, is a asking small community. Why we all know each playing other. now. Yeah, why am I playing now? Is it you know a little bit of fitness, a little bit of seeing the boys, but somewhere in the game, um, somebody says something to you. Maybe an opponent. Maybe the ref made a call, and you just self destruct. You're like, what? How could you? Are you blind? Whether it's the ref or, or like just the other day, like two Mondays ago, I'm playing a game and somebody I, 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 I love and respect and a good player and marking me. And I was playing forward. He was playing defense and solid player. He doesn't need to do what I, what I think he did. But again, that's probably my ego saying, Oh no, how dare he touch you like that? You know what I mean? And I just lost my cool. Mm. and the ref was kind enough because he'd known us he knows us for years and he's like listen this is monday league this is 35 <laughs> yeah. and up. so you're a bunch of old farts so calm down you know what he said so, why you take it personally he, he told that guy go sit down for five minutes ramadan go sit for three minutes mm. he gave me three and him five because i don't know why maybe the other guy chirped longer but it did us a lot of good but when i went and we won the game but when i went home i felt sick to my stomach. It's like that shift in energy. Like, why did I even go to soccer? I'm going there to see my friends, you know, get in shape. Um, you know, you know, pump that BDNF out of the brain to kind of make you feel good. Right. Mm. And, and get a good night's sleep because you felt good. It was the opposite. It had the opposite effect. So now I'm like, wow, maybe I, I need to pick a different, um, source of, of that dopamine rush without being dependent on, Oh, I need to win to get that. I've, I've had games where I lost and is, I loved it. I felt like I played good. I had a good time. Yeah. It's okay. It's not about the winning. And I have games where I won or scored more than one goal, but I felt sick to my stomach because of the reactions I had to certain situations. Ah, It's toxic. So I have, I, to, I have to be very careful.
1: When you're ch- channeling in the thought of a different source, is that making you replace soccer or making you replace how to f- handle the feeling of i don't want to call it rage but mm. uh triggers uh, triggers let's say, let's that say, cause um, um, yeah. you to um inflict a high level of competitiveness mm. that's taking you away from the fun aspect of it
0: mm.
2: uh, i mean maybe genetically uh, there's a code there that's like <laughs> hey whatever you do you're gonna want to do it to the nines, because you just feel that that's the only way. So I either have to remove myself mm-hmm. from any triggers, or I got to constantly remind myself during the game that, Hey, we're here for a bigger reason. There's, a, it's a community. You're, you're part of something much bigger than winning and losing. Right. And it, if I don't have yeah. that reminder, sometimes my own, So sometimes it look in that case, it took a ref and then one of my own teammates at halftime. You know what he told me? What do you say? And I, I, I hate that he's right. He just looked at me was like this. He's like, listen, stop being an effing child. I was like, but you mm. saw what he did to me. He's like, oh, yeah, I did see it. But what are you going to do? We still we still need you in the game. And we were playing two men short. Oh. Two men short. So we had to all work harder. I see. So I was like, oh, wait a minute. Yeah, I mean, like, why Why am I making such a big deal? He still needs me in the game, right? But he said, well, stop being a child. And not in a way to, to kind of insult me, but basically saying, hey, use this yeah, right yeah. i'm pointing at my brain <laughs> right like use your head right and then you know and let that communicate a little with the heart a little bit with yes, the legs and okay, then fair. and then uh you know come up with a better conclusion because obviously it didn't do us any good because we're down two men and you just sat out for three minutes which means we're all now three more minutes exhausted right <laughs> I, I i feel like
1: animalistically we are we are we are uh we are aggressive, mm-hmm. and especially as men, we tend to, everyone I think has a fuse. Everybody, mm-hmm. arguably everybody, some shorter than others. <laughs> but when something happens where we feel like it should not have, yeah. Uh, depending on how much we or the other person uh, may have been able to change it, we, we tend to, uh, we, we, we deal with that in certain ways, right? Like I'll tell you, a situation that reminded me of what you went through is this past weekend I competed. Uh, I had a I had a quick moment of, initially I felt bad, and then my coach reminded me. Now mind you, the difference in our mm. uh, level our sports is mine is more combative. Oh yeah. So if I hurt somebody, immediately yes, I would feel bad. I I originally felt bad. I was in uh, the person's guard, for those who are jujitsu jitsu advocates, maybe I would understand this better, but if I can break this down so it makes more sense, his legs were wrapped around my body, I was on my knees, right, on the ground, so in order for me to break his legs off of me, I stood up, and I tried to shake him off of me, and as I was doing so, I managed to do it, put the pressure off, he fell to the ground quite fast, to the point where he banged his neck down to the ground. He gave a little bit of slight delayed reaction, and went, oh, like you... Put his hand on his neck, really hurt his neck from the impact. Now, if what I had done was a direct slam, it would have been Ramadan. uh, It would have been like a penalty. It would have been like, oh, shouldn't have done that. Would have been a warning. He was speaking in Portuguese and talking to his coach. It's probably saying like, hey, he hurt my neck. Like that wasn't supposed to happen. The ref was like, okay, carry on. Now, mind you, while this was all happening, it was kind of being assessed for like a minute. I go to my coach. Oh, first, I'll be honest. Initially, I was like, ooh, I felt bad. I know that feeling. You know, I remember that happened to me not too long ago in practice. I had to go see Raj. I was like, I couldn't turn my neck, right? So felt bad. Now my coach, we go to the corner. I'll be honest. I'll share with you what he said. He's like, don't feel bad. He's like, that what happened happened. Like he didn't do anything wrong. He hurt his neck. It's what we do. So I go back and just like that, with a blink of an eye, I went, he signed up for this. It is what it is. He signed up for it and I'm playing within the rules. Mm-hmm. That's going to happen. So I'm still going to go 120, mm-hmm. right? Moments later, I, I submitted him and I tried to choke him as hard as I could. Mm-hmm. Immediately once he tapped, there was this sense of like me going to him. To and, care and, for him. Exactly. Yeah. In all honest the truth.
2: feminine. The it, feminine came out Yeah.
1: And not the masculine. It was full on right? like, I'm not doing this because like, people are watching. I'm doing yes. this like, because he was holding his jaw like this. He was in a lot of pain. And I was squeezing his head really hard. Mm, I saw to the end it. Yeah. <laughs> saw the okay. So you saw it. I saw And video. I went to care for him. Out of just genuine concern. Because yeah. once, I know what that feels like. But two, the moment the game's done, this is what I feel like the animalistic behavior I talked about. If playing within the rules, fair, whether it be soccer or a sport. I would say that I'd ask you, whatever you've done, was it within the rules? Mm. And if it was, okay. If it fuels you to show up more, and your teammates and other people are aware that, yeah, mm. we're playing a game. Whatever happens within the line of rules is going to happen. Mm. This is just how I choose to show up. Then I'm gonna argue. I'm gonna play devil's advocate here. Do what needs to be done. Yeah. But then by the end of the game, okay, hey man, I just want to let you know, like heat of the moment, whatever. We're cool. We're good. Okay, awesome. Yeah, Let's go yeah. grab beers after. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever it is. But I think uh, it's just human instinct sometimes yeah. to like, of course, when we go back to kind of the theme of our conversation, we want to win. But yeah. we're gonna we're
2: gonna make sure we focus on playing within That's the true. rules to get there, right?
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: And enjoy the moment that you're there. I mean. We got to kind of get together again after the pandemic and things opened up and not wearing masks on the bench. Like that's huge because it's beautiful. you felt like, you know, you were free again to make your own decisions, yeah. right? Like that had a lot of like the pandemic. I mean, we haven't even talked about that yet, but that had a lot of impact on so many people in a negative way that it's not going to be easy to just turn it off as uh, like a switch and just kind of let go of fear because it's a, it's a very Primal and strong emotion um, that once it's rooted in there and it, it gets its claws in you, you're gonna start using that um, to measure and and before you go into any other endeavor, fear is just you know kind of circulating there. So you're gonna always be in that apprehensive state.
1: What came out of the pandemic for you, Ramadan? Like, had it not happened, what are aspects of yourself you feel like you um, have really gained?
2: You know the the From pandemic for me was more. It was a nice reset button. I mean, a lot of people use that. Uh, you know, they said it was a reset. It was a reset, a global reset. And then oh, obviously, there's people online talking about different types of financial resets. Yeah, and, big uh, time. Human reset. God knows what's <laughs> going on. But but I want to focus on what's gonna make me better coming out of this. What what I compare it to? I like when in in Lebanon when we were kids. Uh, if it snowed if it snowed like a lot school was out you didn't go to school because it's too dangerous to pick up kids in a bus and god forbid you get into accidents and there's just too much to lose so they just shut down the school basically if if you have anything over you know uh four or five inches of snow that sticks right so we still look forward to that we don't get a lot of it but um uh, we did in the mountains where I lived. Um, it's about 900 meters elevation. I didn't know it snowed there. It's pretty good. It to does. Know? Yeah. Yeah. We're Oof. in the Becca Valley. So we're literally between two mountains. So mm-hmm. even the valley itself is still 900 meters above, uh, above sea level. Where in Lebanon is this? Uh, the Becca Valley. Mm. Yeah. Beautiful place. It's, uh, it's known for its very rich soil. Uh, unfortunately, now a lot of it's contaminated because of contamination in the rivers. Um, but, uh, it's a work in progress beautiful place but just hijacked by the wrong authorities so mm. yeah we're, we're we're not here because we're like oh yeah i can't wait to go live in minus 40 in canada hey. yeah no, exactly <laughs> we're here because things collapsed somewhere else yeah. and we're like we need it we want a, a better life for our children totally That's an opportunity as well right so uh so back to the pandemic it reminded me of a day where it snowed and you woke up and everything was a whiteout there wasn't a car on the street and you knew you weren't going to school <sighs> And you're just staying home. No one else was going to work. So it's not like you were missing out on anything. Right? And we were all at home. We're all going through this. Right? We're all looking from our windows and we're snowed in. But it was kind of a sense of peace. Like, okay, let's take a step back. No one's, you know, no one's out there driving and and taking risk and and crashing. So we're at home now. Okay, what do we do? Right? Maybe we connect more with our family. Because my dad was off. I remember in 90... One or ninety-two, the biggest snowstorm, snowstorm to hit our area. We had three and a half weeks off for Christmas, give or take. It's usually three weeks, I think. Yeah, and then we didn't go to school a month after that because of the snow. And I, it, it, I want to say ninety-two because we were stuck at home here in, in Canada. No, we were in this Lebanon. This in Lebanon. Yeah, ninety-two, and I'm pretty sure I want to say ninety-two because I remember the Winter Olympics were on. Uh-huh. I don't know where they were, but every channel was only showing that. And my dad and his friends were playing cards. Snowed and in. I was just sitting there like watching, like every channel was Olympics. Yeah. I was like, it's not like Lebanon was in the Olympics. Why are we watching Olympics? <laughs> yeah, like, none, of, know, none of us can ski or skate or watching figures. My mom loves figure skating. Nice. So she was watching. the But we were watching like slaloms and, and the, you know, the high jumps and all yeah. that on, on the slopes. So it was kind of nice. But we were stuck for a month watching that. Right. So, um, so that's what I COVID is like that. It just everybody just got sent to their room and some came out improved and healed or understood. Okay. This is what I'm going to do when I'm allowed out again. And some just went to their room and felt punished. And now they're resenting everything. It's everything they've done up to now. They're like, well, it just gotten taken away from me. Just like that. What the hell kind of life is that? Yeah. Right. Somebody told me to just shut her down. And this is one of the reasons why I, I want to have um, the freedom geographically to maybe work online with clients Of course, because, you know, who knows? today. I mean, two years ago, it was COVID. And two years from now, it could be the grid's down and then you can't do anything, even online. You, but what can I do to connect with people? You make a great point
1: because there's so many business owners, especially with brick and mortars, that suffered tremendously from what mm-hmm. happened. But it was a reminder that we can now... Understand that at any time in any place in the world, something can happen beyond our own control. Mm -hmm. And we need to ask ourselves, what are we going to continue to do to survive? So, of course, we all think about money, monetization. Uh, where's it going to come from? And, um, I truthfully feel and this personally for my sake that it does need to come from more than one place. It can come from more than one place Mm -hmm. and that, uh, Yes, the whole concept of put all your eggs in one basket and watch how much it grows. Yes, it's valid, but also have maybe something you know you can execute really well. It's a part of your personality. Mm -hmm. It's a part of your strength that can be done in at least two to three things. So then if pandemic happens, you're not sweating. Mm -hmm. You can now- You're resourceful. Yeah, you could put that energy now in the other two things. Mm -hmm. You could could double down on it. You could put all your time and energy into it. I'll give you an example. When the pandemic happened for me, I created my home gym. And I realized that, okay, I now have an opportunity to still do what I'm doing, training clients where now I don't have a gym to go to. And whoever's comfortable can now train in my home facility. I now have a podcast in which I can now do virtually double down on, mm-hmm. get more volume, show people that we're gonna now help to, to have you cope through the pandemic, provide stories, provide mm-hmm. wisdom, provide uh, people who can share how you can go through this and navigate through this period of time. But it's like it was fuel to the fire, man. It was just like you know what, like I, the 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 build the, the build of the gym. The what do I need next? Mats. Okay, I need mirrors. Okay, I need squat rack. Like it was exciting. It brought like fulfillment. Going back to our point about purpose on this episode is it made me go through every day waking up knowing that I matter. What I'm doing matters. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, there were many other people that went, I'm just fucking waiting. I'm just waiting until I get called back from my job. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, as every day passed, it made more and more people miserable, mm. and I had to lead with the example of, if I don't get the call back, to go to work, and this pandemic lasts another month, a year, five years, I've moved on. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm pivoting. I've grew, yeah. And it was really beautiful Ramadan to talk to people at that time, because mind you, I had the front row seat on the podcast, right, and people were saying, you know what? Now, all your life, you said, I wish I had time for this. I wish I had time for that. Yeah, I wonder yeah. this. Now's the time. Yeah, Do it. You're cooked up in your household with loved ones. Okay, you don't, you don't love them? That says something. Yeah. Get the divorce papers ready. Yeah. right. Yeah. Well, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, here's your shining moment to face reality at face value. Because mm-hmm. a lot of people were hiding behind an occupation. That was, I think you said earlier, a really fair point where sometimes we're just we're 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 doing something uh to distract us from reality mm-hmm. right um but i think the pandemic Looking for made, the weekends right yeah and it was
2: a good example dread of red monday morning
1: exactly it made everyone if be you're like
2: dreading monday morning why are you doing this one more second like, exactly
1: that's man. it and that's why i knew when the pandemic began i tell a lot of my potential clients that's when i'm doing consultations because i love to share my story i give my two minute elevator pitch yeah. i always share in there i'm like you know what as bad as covid was I'm thankful for it,
0: because mm-hmm. had
1: it not happened, it was my groundbreaking moment to step into the fitness industry. Mm-hmm. And this is what I mean about, I'm not saying just stepping into good life, I'm stepping into an industry where I feel like, once again, my personality matches the offering this industry gives. Mm. Holistic health, fitness, mm-hmm. you know, positive mindset, um, building towards something great. You know, these are all things that in marketing and in sales and any other industry didn't offer that. Cause that was a, that was a product or a service that was outside of the person themselves. Here I am in, uh, I'm building you. Like if you want to sign up, I'm you're, you're going to be my product, mm. right? I'm a byproduct of that. Mm-hmm. I, and, and you are pretty much, you're buying into what I'm going to be able to share with you, how we're going to do so. Um, but I truly believe like through everything I'm saying, man, is like, it's nice to hear from your perspective, how you looked at it too, because, um, it's just sad. It's sad to know that we're beyond that. But two years went by and if people can't think of a groundbreaking discovery, Mm. then I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's not too late, but it's... uh, And if anyone's listening to this, if you can't think of something you did within that time that has changed you for the better Mm -hmm. and and, and has woken you up to certain aspects of
2: yourself, then uh, you're wasting a good life. Absolutely. You know? Like, what is it going to take? Is it going to take another calamity? Are you going to have to lose a loved one before you realize... That, uh, oh, you know, well, genetically, me and my mom have the same body type. She just died because it was her time to go. oh Listen, I believe in fate more than in, as much as the next guy. I mean, um, from my Muslim faith, right? But um, to tell me that just because your mom had this, you're going to get it. That's not how genetics work, right? I mean, in the oh, field exactly. of epigenetics, how we can influence gene expression through changing our environment like, wow, if that's not a wake-up uh, g- call to say, hey, you don't have to be limited by whatever label somebody gave you before. You don't have to be, right? No. Just because you thought your sustenance and your abundance came from one source, which is that title or that job, it doesn't mean that abundance is not out in the ether for, for you to just grab, mm. right? It, it came from an infinite source to and through them. And if it was meant to die with a person, it would have never got to us from the ancient kings who had the wealth before us. It's abundance it's made it's there for everyone and anyone. You just got to be there to receive it. Yeah, right? Big time. And and people who just waited for, you know, to get the call back at work, uh, they're in a sense of lack and there's not enoughness or um, what about meanness, right? It was like, yeah. you know, like, the, you know what I mean? What have you, what have you gained from this? Like there's so much data right? for me. I, when they, when we shut down the clinic, uh, physio had to shut down, massage had to shut down. Cairo was allowed to stay open for urgent care. It's like, okay, define urgent care. Because there was uh, rumors of a hundred thousand dollar fine if you saw somebody who wasn't considered urgent. Like okay, so I had the seven-year-old. Yeah, I had the seventy-year-old patient who said, "My back is killing me. I need this. I need that." And I said, "I don't know how to, you know, gauge whether or not this is urgent according to the college standards." And this is the fine. I don't want to. You know what I mean? She ended up going to the hospital, and that wasn't a place you want to go to, by the way, during COVID, right? Because of all the cases and, and you know, next thing you know, they're, they're, they're in a coma and you don't want that. So, But this person had back pain and she needed Demerol and I had to turn her away. But what I did during the pandemic is I sat at the front desk. We had no staff. And I just dove into our business and started understanding the ins and outs of how it runs. So you're able to see some leaks. You're able to see some areas that you're like putting too much energy in. Um, some invoices that could have been sent out a different way or you know and I actually sat there collecting right outstanding payment and it got us by the pandemic Mm. and and I was so grateful for it because I would have never sent those invoices out knowing that hey we were entitled to get compensated for the service rendered. Had I not sat there, because at the end of the day, uh, you'd be foolish to expect that your staff is going to treat the business like you treat it. Mm -hmm. And again, I love my staff. They're just beautiful people. And I try to attract, you know, people with the same mindset. But often it's it's short lived and then they just feel, you know, I'm not into this, you know woo-woo kind of vibrational, you know, feel good and it'll happen kind of thing because they want instant reward. Mm -hmm. So people will leave you for the next 50 cent raise. Yeah. And that's not a person you kind of want in your establishment. So again, the pandemic shed a lot of light on that and able to understand, okay, uh, going forward, I want to, you know, simplify things, you know, have some automation, but basically understand that whoever comes and goes, our mission should stay, right? The mission is to serve, and if you can be part of that, you're welcome here. And if you're not, God bless you on your next endeavor because I can't change how people um, act. I can help them think differently, but if they don't act on it, then it's just a thought. Wow. But what, what really sticks out to me there,
1: Ramadan, is you had all this more time on your hands and you, you're, you're, you're looking at the business from a bird's eye view perspective and then... You were like, okay, the only way for me to really know what's going on is I'm going to start, I'm going to start myself back to the front desk position. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go to the front, I'm going to work the desk. I'm going to make the calls and I answer the calls. I'm just, I'm going to, with now not being able to, of course, let's just say for one instance, have all my staff in the building for safety reasons. And of course, just from an operating perspective during COVID, everyone's gone and there was just this whack to one man show. And I think it's, really beautiful to see and hear how you got to be aware of some gaps that needed to mm. be filled and some opportunities right where it's like okay you know i'm gonna i'm to have to pay uh, this account's payable like i'm gonna have yeah. to you know uh start making some calls to make some dues happen here but you would not have recognized that had you not done that and yeah it, it speaks volumes to like again i think character to like how you're someone who okay so what if i have to go back to like looking at my role differently Mm -hmm. it's back to our mission which is to serve and if this Mm -hmm. is how i can only do so then so be it Mm. right and um i was challenged by that very much so through my occupation um, at good life specifically was the population was split 50 50 right it was 50 percent of albertans felt very strongly especially in a gym setting on okay if we're gonna work out we're cleaning the equipment before and after. Uh, we want six feet distance. We want to make sure that, uh, oh, gym culture to hell with gym culture. We're in here for working out and fitness. So if we're going to do this in the safest way, we're all going to be robots. We're not going to really talk to one another because it's amazing how much six feet distance makes people that much less willing to even communicate. Mm-hmm. This is from a staff level. This is from a staff to client interaction level then the mask mask level like let's just put all the walls up to not even bother creating any sort of good gym culture at all but guess what many people who didn't like it they left but the people including myself who once again we need to remind ourselves why are we here these are the barriers we have to play with we're here to help people we're here to make sure make make sure people are safe and feel fit so these are the rules we need to play with these are the rules we need to play with trust me when i say this ramadan when you have your own personal views contradicting the views in which the company is abiding by, of course it can be very frustrating. Mm -hmm. And I was within that mix, but I had to make sure to keep money coming in for myself, to keep um, my team safe, and to keep um, the preservation of, um, let's just say health, for those who needed help at the gym. That's what made me wake up every day to abide by the rules. Cause I knew that this was still making sure people were getting their workouts in. Mm. And this is happening. This is making people feel more sane, more mentally and physically stronger while we weather out this storm called COVID-19. Mm. And, uh, those are moments, right? Those are again, those defining moments of like, okay, why am I still here? Why am I doing this? And I feel like that's where we need to always bring it back to, you know, what, what brought us upon taking action into what it is that we're doing today right what is making us show up for mm. this conversation for this job i'm currently working for um you know these friendships i choose to still keep i think it's it's really funny to me not to take this on a tangent but when i ask someone you know so you're friends with this person right why are you still friends with them and they're like what do you mean i just I want to know like i've been friends with you for a while why are you still friends with them And when people don't know how to answer that mm. and they go well, I guess because I've just been friends with them for six years. Mm. It's like okay, cool. So anything beyond that, right? It's like it's like me being like, oh, Ramadan. Why are you still with your wife? And and then what if you were to go? Well, we've been together for twenty years.
2: Yeah. Right. It's like what effect the does that have? have? The kids would be mad. <laughs> right. Together. You know. You're
1: yeah. like you you'd hope someone says, oh, because yeah. Kenny, you know, renewing the intention. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. She makes me intention. feel this way, or she made me feel. It's yes. like okay, back to your point. Is that still happening? Right. And the uh, that's something I find that we all really need to um uh if, if, if we did do more of that and if it's not happening be willing to have those tough conversations because mm-hmm. those aren't easy right I've had those happen with really good friends of mine where I'm like yo piss off <laughs> right like you're you're not you're not serving uh what I'm doing or you, you know you got friends that go they like they almost speak on your behalf no no Kenny I know you're you, you, if you're gonna go about it this way it's gonna happen like this and I'm like hey man yeah. like no, let you're me let me stop me. you there. Yeah, yeah. Kenny, six months ago, mm-hmm. would have felt that way. Mm-hmm. But let me share with you where the, my mindset's coming from from this mm-hmm. situation. You're wrong, right? Yeah. Let me tell you where I'm coming from. But that 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 should be happening more. Is the level mm. of friction that's healthy? that's yeah. debatable. Very healthy. That makes you and your friends, loved ones, work go okay. Mm. I see where you're coming from. Right, I'm trying to do that more. That's why I speak that in existence because this is coming from a people pleaser. It's coming from someone where I'm like, oh, maybe I don't say anything, and yeah. then we're still good, right? We're still homies, yeah. right? Now I'm like, no, like you, I, to question my level of how I do things, and and someone thinks they know, and it's not the case. I have to stand for myself.
2: Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, <laughs> as you're saying that, I'm thinking of some of the circles of friends I have who elevate you and kind of push you and, and want to see you up there and want to see you connecting and they're they're kind of aiming for the same thing and man it's it, that's where the whole tribe comes from right the tribe my tribe where you feel there's a com- intentional community that you've created maybe with uh the the, the whatsapp group that you had yeah support. yeah and um and then with with raj's or even with this podcast there's an intentional community that you're creating you want like-minded change agents to kind of understand what we're here for and let's all jive together because that energy is just going to reciprocate and the more you give the more you're going to receive because if if you really believe in 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 the laws of abundance and, and or an abundant mindset man the more i give let's say i'm just giving time and energy not money Right. Cause I think time and energy is so much more valuable because it could be converted into anything, it could be converted to money, to more happiness, to more energy. Right. It doesn't die. It just kind of multiplies and, and compounds. Um, if I'm giving my time and energy to someone in a way where I want to see them use it, they're gonna reciprocate it back. And man, it's gonna come back to me tenfold because I already had my energy which I don't need an external, I'm already driven from inside, but now I got some of their energy as well and their spin on it. And now I'm just buzzing, right? (laughs) And that's a beautiful state to be in. And when you're down the path of personal development and seeking change and embracing change, you're going to ruffle a lot of, you know, feathers and you're going to rub some people the wrong way because they just can't keep with that frequency. And again, listen, we all have family members who probably just don't see what we're, you know, f- they don't get our perspective mm. and, and that's fine. And I, I welcome it. I have a hard time kind of, you know, keeping my tongue just tied saying, oh, you know, okay. Yeah, it's fine. That's your point of view. And I have my point of view. It's like, man, how can you not see it? It's so evident, right? Like you're sick, unhappy and broke. Mm. Can I help you with two of those? I can help you with the sick part, and I can maybe give you different perspectives so you're happier. But the broke part will probably come if you're happy with your time and your body, because you're gonna be able to perform better. Yeah. You, so if I, let me help you with those two. Yeah. But some people will look at you like, no, you don't have it figured out, because you're not me. And then you're like, oh, wow. So you're saying nothing I'm doing resonates or, or even is relatable for you to maybe get out of a rut. I'm just saying use the blueprint Right, I'm just saying if I'm driving from here to Red Deer and I hit 10 potholes that busted my truck and if I just went and text you and said, "Here's where the potholes were," are you going to say screw you, I can find my own potholes? Oh, I'm a better driver. Or mm. you who are you to tell me how to drive? You
1: know what I think though? What? So with that example. I think it's different if so on the concept of family, right? I think if you were to tell a family member the 10 potholes to be aware of, Compared to, let's say, a stranger telling them, or yeah. maybe even their friend, a little bit yeah. more distant. They'll take it, yeah. Yeah, they'll be like, thank you. Yes. But oddly enough, when it's family, sometimes there's ego attached to it. Yeah. Right? Um, it's I, like I. For you to tell me. Yeah, <laughs> I, I just, I love sometimes, especially, I, I, I say this for uh, South Asian culture, right? Is the one upping, right? You do this or I'll do that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Or, or even in terms of like just genuine help, it's like, hey, like, I'm just looking for your best interest. Yeah. It's like, oh, why are you looking so much into what's going wrong in my life? Yeah. Right? Like sometimes there's yeah. ego. Right? Um, I'll share a personal story with this where it relates to me desperately wanting to help my dad with his fitness. This is a life journey.
2: I was now. hoping you were gonna say dad, because if, yeah. I, share, if I share my dad's story and he listens, I love you, Baba, if you listen to this, yeah. only I'm only saying this out of love.
0: Let's but, share yeah. our daddy issues.
2: <laughs> no, but it's like- as, 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 a, as a virgin through here with a belt. Yeah, know <laughs> yeah, exactly. What? Like, what'd you say if my house, mate? But really um, it's like,
1: there's a good, there's, I can share this because there's a happy ending to it, right? Okay, Is all my life I've been wanting to get my dad um, in better physical, mental shape right uh it started when i was eight to nine years old you know uh, getting uh journals from staples telling my dad oh dad just like here do what mom's doing at her herbal magic weight loss and just journal your food yeah. right and i'm just like trying to ditto copy what she's doing out of her program and mind you, we're all such health freaks in our family, right? Some of us were, you know, doing it out of our yeah, occupation now. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, it's, from there, it started to, dad, let's, you know, exercise with me. Or dad, you know, go out for your walks. Like, I'm trying to be his accountability buddy all our lives, right? And sure enough, as many people I've shared this from time to time about, like the uh, our, our listeners or anyone who's new listening, and even for you, Ramadan, you know, my dad suffered from a motor vehicle accident um, shortly before his marriage where... Uh, with my mom uh, where he, uh, you know, has his leg that uh, was pretty much paralyzed from uh, the ankle down, right? So it caused him to have a fuse in his ankle mm. and, and no longer have much of any mobility to it. Since then, he's uh, been limping on his leg, you know, that injury uh, as, as far as, you know, on top of uh, heart failure issues, you know, going through aortic valve replacement in his heart about eight years back. He's just had these couple of setbacks among other things in his life. They'll just force him to just not be motivated to move Mm. for good reason, right? Uh, but I wanted to challenge him on other ways. Let's move around the pain. Let's, let's, let's still go through this mental and physical benefit. So there's many moments in my life up until even uh, COVID where I build my gym in our house, right? I, 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 I become a certified personal trainer. I'm, I'm constantly finding and learning different ways to help him. But again, no matter how much you as a coach or a family member willing to help somebody, mm. it's just not going to happen if the willingness isn't there personally by themselves. Yeah. So then I decided to take ego out. I I wanted to truly, personally, I want to be the one to help him. Mm. I wanted that for myself. I'll be honest. I want to be the one that said in my family, uh, in my immediate family, and beyond that, from all respected relatives to be like, hey, I helped dad. So then I got rid of ego for a second and I went, okay, you know what? This is clearly not working. Part of me even went Ramadan, I'm done. Part of me, like I got frustrated. I was like, he doesn't want to get better. Okay, I'll move on, right? And I've had those moments where like, I'm like, dad, do you want to meet, see your grandkids one day? Like it's scary to the point where right now, the trajectory you're going with, what you're feeding your body, what you're doing Mm -hmm. with your habits, maybe that's not going to happen. So now Father's Day comes around. I just went, you know what, screw this. Go to one of my personal trainers at Good Life. I say, you're going to get a new client. And he's like, well, thank you. Like, you know, he's probably thinking it's a consultation I've done. And I said, I want you to know that uh, don't thank me yet. I said, he's going to be your toughest client.
0: Mm.
1: A win is going to be if he shows up in the building, you know. And I said, a win is going to be, you know, if you could even get him in the building at least once a week. And I said, there's going to be many more wins after this. So I show him with the story of my dad, the extent of it all. And uh I go home on Father's Day and I say, dad, you want to know what your gift is? He's like, he's like, oh, well, what? Show him the receipt, right? I'm like, I got you 34 personal training sessions. And I said, you start Monday. And then the first thing he says is, how much you pay for
0: this, (laughs) right?
1: But now- That money paradigm, right? Yeah, take ego away. Take how much of a concern there is now to him realizing that, okay, he tried giving me his time. He put his money into this. Culturally, I'm sure you can now kind of look at it like, Mm -hmm. okay, he's bought in. He now feels bad. He doesn't want to waste... Just my time.
2: He doesn't mm. want my money to be wasted. Yes. So him going is And like, he's looking out for your finances. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Even though his he, health is on the line. He really is. He's worried about you. Yeah. Could you have used that money for something for you? Exactly. Because right? even two sessions but in Ramadan, right? he went, he went, okay,
1: I'm done. Get the refund. I'll go on oh my, my own. I'm like, no, no, no. <laughs> like, yeah. does it doesn't work like that. And now I'm so happy to say it, man. One month later, my dad is officially 10 personal ses- personal training sessions in. He's working with Amrit. He's like progressing right Amrit's doing all his research he can he's looking into creating more mobility in his ankle he's like so excited to work with him and it's beautiful to see and I'll be honest as much as I wish I could have had that with my dad yeah I am more thankful Ramadan that that not only is it benefiting the trainer it's benefiting my dad and going to the gym and and being service training and finally working on his physical and mental health and I'm seeing it before my eyes, you know. I see him going into the gym in his sessions, like a little bit more bright, a little bit more, you know, chest high. Yeah. Like yeah. talking to other Posture people. Posture change. Yeah. And it's, change. Yeah. it's awesome
2: to see, man. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, I just I realize I share he's this. He's part story of another community now. He is. That he never experienced. And He's like, wow. Everybody here wants to see is cheering me on, rather than you know maybe in some cultural circles they can't wait till I fall so they can say I told you so that investment was dumb, right?
1: Exactly. And I share this story because. For anyone else out there that struggles, you know, like I had a close friend of mine, I'll keep it personal, uh, outside of sharing his name, but he, he had his father, uh, pass away. Um, another really, really close friend of mine had his father pass away and they love to be in the loop of how I work with my dad. And they are like, and they know who they are when they listen to this, but they're huge. Um, you could say mentors to me when it came to still never giving up on my father's health. Cause they're like, to some degree, they both said, Kenny, we did. And we regret Mm. it. Like they're they're not around him, and we regret it. And uh, it speaks volumes to the, to like the the way of, maybe the way you're doing it isn't the only way. Get
2: get creative. Yes. Right. Don't let yourself be the hero in the situation.
1: Absolutely. You know.
2: Yeah, that's 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 the biggest challenge. I mean, no one's gonna love my brothers like I love them, and yet the advice I see others give them. Is so what? How yeah. how can you give him that advice? You know what I mean? And you claim to love my brother. Yeah, you're, you're not gonna love him more than I do. Do you yeah. know what I mean? But yeah, get creative. That that's key. But the best thing I can do is live it and hope that you know some of it rubs off in terms of well, okay. I guess it's easier. It's easier to just behave a certain way as if the so. I give this example to my clients is or patients that I'm working with is like. Where do you want to be in six months? Oh, well, I want to be, you know, a little bit more fit or a little bit more wealthy or maybe want to work on my relationship. Maybe I want to attract the perfect spouse and in their idea, the perfect spouse is somebody who can empower them and listen to them and nurture them and make them feel validated, right? And that's fine. Everyone's entitled to that uh, within a safe zone, right? But I say, well, how does you of six months from now feel? How do you talk? How do you look? How do you talk to yourself? Who are you surrounding yourself with? Who are your contacts, right? What are your social media? Like, Which podcasts are you listening to, right? Okay, well, if you can craft that out and start behaving like that person, you're going to time travel so much faster. I like that. Right? You're going to time travel so much faster and you're going to live as if the goal's already been achieved. And there's science behind this. If you look at some of Joe Dispenza's work, they, he talks about how the brain wires and fires. Just being in the notion that I've already accomplished the goal and I'm going to behave and feel like the person here, but I'm actually here physically, but I'm going to get here so much faster now because if I'm behaving like this person, I'm not doing anything to keep me here. Everything I act on uh, propels me to my goal. It's already within the list of the
1: behaviors yeah. that you are now willing to change. Yeah. You may not be able to make all those at once. But I love how it's uh based off of behavior change. Right. It's just let's look into the daily habits that you, you are doing that aren't servicing you and getting there in mm-hmm. six months. Right. That that example is what got me to ultimately quit and stop doing things. I'm a big like believer in let's add, let's yes. add. What do I need to do more of? What do I need yeah. to add? Lately, Ramadan, to your point, I've been looking into what do I need to get rid of? Right? That's been closed loops.
2: Yeah. That, that are, are been, open and just lingering like you know, sign up for a course. And I'm like, oh, I only got to module two or three. Why did I stop going to those modules? They weren't inspiring. They weren't aligned with what I thought the course was going to be. So, hey, screw it. It's just money. It's going to come back. So close it. Close that course. I signed out. I logged out. I'm like, I'm not coming back to this module again. But guess what? I I attended it. It, There's aspects in it that I like. I took a a course for um, public speaking. Because again, one of my biggest fears, right? Um, I mean even here the cameras doing no one a great job of it right now though I mean. <laughs> the course got like, put to use it's because I'm thinking that thing's gonna die soon it's <laughs> yeah. not gonna matter and you know and and this thing's probably not on and we just had a good time anyway and no one's oh, gonna hear it <laughs> it's
0: happened sometime we're okay. not gonna is, let that happen again okay. <laughs>
2: um, but yeah getting out of the comfort zone I, but I heard something the other day that I, I really liked I was listening to I want to say it was Robert Edward Grant I believe on a podcast with Aubrey Marcus I, I, I think it was him that said this uh, he said talked about the discomfort how everyone now talks about you know don't spend too much time in the comfort zone and kind of get into you know being okay with being uncomfortable mm-hmm. but he also said that being in a bad situation is uncomfortable so let's change the wording i think what we mean to say is let's embrace the unfamiliar i like that right instead of the discomfort because you know what working at a job i can't stand with with staff that i can't stand is uncomfortable right um, so is that the discomfort I want to be in? No. Mm-hmm. But it's that something familiar. So maybe I want to change the language a little and and take on something that's not as familiar. I'm gonna steal that. That's one yeah. of my mantras. I love. Yeah, I is, loved it. I because I always zone. say, uh, you know, embrace the discomfort. You know, I don't like cold showers, but I know they're good for me. You know, I didn't eat my first tomatoes till I was 19. Oh, and only because at 19 I played the best soccer ever because uh, I went from 210 pounds to 178 and I was just feeling it. Great and team. I I earned a starting spot on my college team and I earned a starting spot on my major league soccer team. And I had amazing mentors around me who I just like kind of learned from like here, that defender, my God, he's so strong. And I'm gonna learn how to shield the ball like him or that striker can really post up and hold the ball and not let anybody get it. I'm gonna, you know what I mean? I started yeah. taking some things from Take them. things apart. And man. then I'm like, okay, well now let me put it to, to application and then, I accomplished things that I didn't think I was ever going to do. And and part of why I really wanted it is when somebody said, you can't have it or you won't get there. Or you're maybe you're not built that way. I had a cousin and I, maybe unintentionally he said this, but he didn't know what it actually stirred up in my mind. Mm. Uh, I, I love him a bit. And he's, he's, a, he's a close person that I looked up to as a kid. Um, but he did say once, you will never play on this team in this league. And I don't want to give away too much because I don't want him to feel like, you know, I'm outing him. But he said, you can't because these guys are built a certain way and, you know, it takes a lot of work. I'm like, what the heck? I'm only, not, I'm only at this point, I'm 17, maybe 18. Like, why? Really? That's it? That's yeah. it? I can never play at this level? So, and then I started training on my own. And I remember giving up chips and chocolate. and You got disciplined. Yeah, I got very disciplined. I used to go at midnight and uh, there's a field right across from where we lived in Dickensfield. And I was just uh, literally line to line from goalpost to goalpost at midnight in summer. Beautiful, right? I would just do line to line. I would sometimes just kick the ball in the air and try to run as fast as I can to try to get it before it bounces the first time. And again, when you're heavy, like this stuff hurts, right? Yeah, yeah. But... You know, one thing after another, I, I remember playing on a Div four, Div six division team, I think a team that had a team um, in premier, but they were affiliated with a lower division one. And I went to play with these guys and sometimes they'd call me up, but down here I would score four goals a game. Right. But even though it's, it's, it was a lower division, yeah. uh, I, I still scored four goals. Yeah, right. So I'm like, if I could score four here, but I don't have to score four there, but I just don't screw up as bad. Mm-hmm. I, I can belong. And then I went to be oh able God. to score two and three and four there. Just as many. Yes. Within but how it took much some time? time? Two years. In two years, I went to, I was able to start in the Alberta Major League do Soccer. You think do
1: you think your cousin knew what he was doing by,
2: by lighting a fire up your ass? I don't think so. Um, I, I, I would I hope that he was, if that was his intention, <laughs> then I'm, I owe him. And, but I, I, regardless, I let the comment motivate me and not, um, not devalue me. Yeah, right. I so sometimes. I, I let him. So in, in essence, he's getting a whole bunch of prayer behind his back that hey man you you lit the fuse and, yeah yeah we well, in a good way because I want to get back that way right there's that tough love right sometimes yeah. there's that tough love that yeah, uh, yeah. whether it's advertent or inadvertent and we ended up playing it. together for years after that nice. and against each other first. <laughs> did I, he ever say anything after? Was he no. ever like, hey you uh you uh I, you went beyond uh what I don't know have you ever, don't, ever I, expected w- Maybe if he ever listens to this podcast, he might say like, were you talking about me? And I'll <laughs> say, yeah, but in a good way, like he motivated me or, or kind of planted something there. Mm. Um, but yeah, you, you know what's amazing is that after that, I played against him in one, on one team and he was marking me. I was playing a forward. I scored my first hat trick ever. Nice. And he got to be on the but, opposing but team. But he didn't, say, I love him, but he didn't say, uh, good game. He said, One was a missed kick. The other one was the goalie's problem. He didn't leave it at the the, game. He didn't didn't leave (laughs) leave it. (laughs) A couple of other guys on the team said, good game. That's the best I've seen you play. Mm. Right. But, you know, again, that comes back to ego and he wanted to win too. Right. So, but the reason I bring up the story is, is we all have a way of how we got here and why, and are we using it as fuel? Like stress a certain level of stress is what gets you out of bed in the morning, right? It gets the job done. But chronic stress in the, in the wrong environment can destroy you, yeah. right? So I needed fuel, but I, I didn't need to be torched, right? So it, sometimes it just takes time and understanding a little bit of, of how your body works to kind of adopt the different systems. Right, it's it's you know a technique that you're gonna fine tune. We're all I'm a work in progress. I still feel at 44 next week again, August fourth. <laughs>
0: <Yeah. laughs> Everyone uh, put that in your calendar. I feel like
2: I'm just getting warmed up, man. Yeah, I'm telling you, like we're we're launching this uh, Thrival communities online. Uh, me and a holistic nutritionist. And that wasn't an accident, how she stumbled in my office, came for her son's back pain. And I just said, okay, what are you doing for it? And then I'd ask a certain question that's out of the box and she would answer a certain way. I'm like, wait a minute, what's going on? We've totally forgot about the child sitting there with back pain. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, uh, what do you do? And she said, this is what I do. And I said, this is what I do. And I'm like, I think there's, a, there's, there's something there. And she's like, let's put together something. And since then we put together a program to you know for a metabolic gut reset that would also affect uh how you think and how you perform. That's very exciting. Yeah, and we're going to be launching it very soon. So oh, awesome. I I look forward to that. Well, do you yeah. know when? Like how soon? Uh yeah. you, you know, we keep saying in the next few weeks, but again summer took over and she's got four kids That's and fair. a set of twins, so man, between yeah. her and my wife they're super busy. Yes. Um you know who you are. <laughs> but uh when yeah, it we'll does we'll, launch, we we'll be forward. launching yeah, yeah. thrive community is something and, and i love the name i looked up uh, thrival and um, i think um, urban dictionary has it listed as uh, those who want to be of a community where it's all heart-centered and you want to give back to see everyone else grow kind of like to the gist of Very that fitting i'm like you. oh man i want that yeah, <laughs> that's you man so i love that well when the time comes share that with us so we can share that
1: with them absolutely else, right? yeah, yeah um i just want to see ramadan you know after everything that we discussed you know i feel like we Come across topics of hope, of ego, purpose. Yeah. You know, like really knowing what it is and why you're doing it, everything else in between. Um, it's just a, there's so much we can explore together when we chat. And I, I recognize that with you. And that's just a token of, um, just how, and I think it's an energy thing and it's, it's unexplainable when you sit across a room with someone and you could just share your your vulnerability yeah, with them and you can yeah. be yourself and I really feel like that that's with you. that's flow man. state. Yeah. I, it's not every day you can just sit down. And with I'm learning to like take this. a compliment.
2: Yeah. Right? Take the compliment. <laughs> because right? I heard it's that not flow state men it's just have who you a hard are. time of taking a compliment and they always want to divert it because they feel like, oh am I losing humility or am I is there too much ego? Or is this gonna fuel the wrong side of the brain? I just learned right? that it's okay to like celebrate it. You mentioned yeah. earlier you, we need to celebrate those small wins. We do. The smallest gains are are going to build. I'm just
1: going to someone and smiling and saying, "Hey, thank you." That that means yeah. a lot to me and genuinely. And I I see how much you smile here to year because you deserve you that. Should, compliment, yeah. <laughs> thank man, right? you so much. Thank um, you. <laughs> but yeah, I just want to take some time to just acknowledge that, man, and recognize that. I I look forward to more on or off air conversations oh, yeah. like this with the you. Same and here. I I wanted to bring it back to you to just see where people can. Uh, where can people follow your journey? How can we continuously stay in
2: touch? With uh, social media at uh, Dr. Z Back, D-R-4, the number four, Z-B-A-K. Um, it was um, Dr. Kubinek- Beautiful man. He was my clinician, and he had it as a license plate, and I thought it was the coolest thing ever. This is in the states, so as soon as I got here, I'm like, "Is this novelty license plate available?" <laughs> yeah. And it was, so I made it my Instagram. But uh, also Thrival Community, T H R I V A L, Thrival Community on uh, Facebook and Instagram as well. And uh, yeah, let's uh, let's connect. I mean, all your viewers, if if you have questions, I'd I'd love to dive in and hear your story. I learn from you more than uh, more than. Than anything and, and I'm inspired by people who want to embrace change yes. and kind of go that uh, to the next level and understand um, that I want more. There's an inner voice that I don't want to silence anymore, mm. right? Like Javron said, uh, when you're born, the work you're meant to do is already placed in your heart, yes, right? And uh, we go back to the Abraham Maslow quote, What a man can do, he must, because you're always going to have that inner desire. Something's poking you saying. This is what you should be doing, right? And when it's when it feels natural, man, leverage that. And and there's so many influencers now telling you you can make a living of doing what you love. Stop thinking that you know the the, the source is only one. It's not your boss. It's not the company you work for where your sustenance is coming. It's me- it's already set aside for you. But you're gonna choose how you're gonna earn it, mm. right? Like even Islamically, uh, we believe that. It's ordained, and it's it, this is what you're gonna eat, right? How, but you will choose how to eat it. Yeah. You can eat it the right way. You can eat it the wrong way. You can steal it. Because, but there's a certain amount of sustenance set aside for you, right? And not to say that it can't be more or less. I mean, you know, God's great in many ways. Um, but what I'm saying is that you still have that choice. We all have that choice. I promise you. Even if you feel like somebody's got you by the, you know what, and he dictates your every move, or or or. They just got you in, in, in shackles of, like, don't yeah. think this way or else, right? Don't worry about that. Find your tribe. Find people that want more for you than they want for themselves because that's how we grow, Right. True happiness comes from us giving, giving more and more. You ever, you ever, you ever donated to a cause? I mean, I've seen your farmers thing and, and, and so many charities you were part of and you did a Ukraine one. Doesn't it feel amazing? What a high when you collect and give to a cause. Yeah. Right. Like just the direct impact you see
1: it gives. Yeah. Because that is where, um, on the notion of you're not living on this earth for yourself right? Mm-hmm. Um, you, you yourself are a part of making this world a better place. Mm-hmm. And I love how earlier you said, like, it starts with you. So whatever change you do need to make, change yourself before you change the world. Absolutely. It's something that I've been truly trying to live by lately. Um, I'm not saying I've stepped off entirely from my community initiatives, yeah, yeah. but my self-growth lately, I felt like has needed to um, have more of my attention and energy Yes. Uh, before I take another or potential, uh, you could say, leap back into uh, more community initiatives. Yeah. But uh, it's true about what you just said there is like, you know, we're we're all in this together. We're all needing to, uh, to some degree, take something going on in the world that we feel like we already have. We have an abundance of it. Yeah. We have uh, so much of it to the point where we need to give it to others who yes. don't, have never even experienced it Yeah. or do not have it enough and it's not their fault because of it. So- it's something where, um, yeah, I'm really glad you shared that because uh, it's a reminder to me to realize that um, people notice it, right? It's not why we do it, but um, we, we we recognize the good that people do. Mm-hmm. And the more good we put out there, like I'm sure it forces us mm-hmm. to then do better, mm-hmm. right? Because it's it hits so close to home.
2: And I urge the mm-hmm. listeners to take that leap and, and, you know, have that conversation. It's okay. Nothing for me having mentorship, mentorship is huge. And that's what it like, look what you do. You're in essence a mentor, right? And you're not just a coach and you're everything to them. You're the person they go to and they feel like this energy is being reciprocated and empowered. And, and it's, it's just, it's just a state that they want to stay in longer. Right, so the retention, they can connect each other. Right? Keep people involved in
1: what's already serving them mm-hmm. well. Right? Why stop something mm-hmm. that um, is making your life better? Why mm-hmm. Why stop it? Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, or even lean into it. Yeah. Double down. It, it's also like why ponder the idea? Because this happens a lot in my line of work. Is people are questioning whether or not they should invest in themselves. Like they're literally mm-hmm. like, oh, oh, seven hundred dollars a month for my betterment of training. Mm. But I do get the gap. People think we're just showcasing them in personal training, what they already should know they're Mm. doing. So yes, there's that argument behind I'm paying for accountability, but you're also paying for someone who's paying attention to you and only you Mm -hmm. for three hours a week in three separate sessions to improve Mm -hmm. your mental and physical health, right? When do you ever get that level of attention put onto you Mm. in your life? You know? Share with me, other than maybe perhaps you with a therapist or you um, mm. already doing this, right? If it's already being done, okay, then great. But right now, what you're telling me is you're too busy to do this. Mm. Well, I've met many people in my life, including those who have kids, such as yourself, mm. being five and are happily married and are also running businesses that still get their workout and me time in. Mm. So you're telling me you're too busy. This is step number one, we're gonna fix this. Because you're telling me you're too busy for yourself. So what we're paying for here is investing in you. You've gone so far into living life now without doing so. So yes, it's going to come at a cost, right? But um, I think that's the thing that uh, sometimes, as you can tell, that riles me up, right? Because it's sad. We live in a world where like, you're telling me that you'd rather not pay for yourself? Mm -hmm. You're you're, going to spend all this money on other things to distract you away from what needs to be worked on, especially when people are suffering mentally or they're suffering physically right? I get it. For other people who are like, I'm relatively healthy, right? Look at me. I'm okay, yeah. right? I got this. I, I, don't, I don't want what's better than what I already have. Mm-hmm. So that's another discussion. But when people are to the point where it's like, you need help yeah. and you've had, now to bring it back full circle, your family potentially giving up on you or get too used to you doing this. So the push isn't this high. Yeah. So now when it comes from a stranger, you know, when it comes from someone you just met, the willingness hopefully is a little bit higher to lean in. Mm. right and i hope all our audience members listening you know lean in to asking themselves after listening to our episode on like you know what is it that they perhaps need to need to change right or what is it that they um you know need to bring into their life now mm. to um make themselves uh, you could say okay make themselves okay with uh what it is that's going on and if they're not okay with what's going on okay now think, I love the example you gave of like you want to be here in six months, what habits do you need to change? Yeah.
2: Right? Well, How do you write them all yeah. down? Now let's let's What does the plan. future you look like? Yeah. Yeah. yeah right. You know? I, I think it all comes down to us understanding what our paradigms are, right? Like like <sighs> you talk about your dad, and we have that in my family too. Even me, I remember during the pandemic, I signed up to a mentorship course. It wasn't cheap. Well, you know, seven thousand dollars. But um it's something that was able to you know, awake my, my astronomic limit, limited, you know, unlimited kind of uh, creativity of like, wow, I can do this. I could think this way and get this. and And it was worth every cent. I love that. But my first money paradigm told me, oh, what if it doesn't come back? What if you don't get this? What if you don't get that? Right? Like, oh, stop, stop. Like you said, your dad said, okay, well, I, I'm good now. So can you get a refund on the rest? <laughs> yeah. Right? <It's> because, <laughs> Two sessions in. It's because maybe the, the 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 lack of abundance mindset and we lived in scarcity for if I don't eat it now, somebody else will take it or it might not come back. And we really have to disconnect from that uh, notion of it's there's not enough. There's there's more than enough. So there's more than enough. In everything you look at, there's abundance. There's an abundance of health and abundance of energy, abundance of attention, abundance of love, right? But because what we appreciate appreciates and what we focus on expands, we tend to focus on the worst case scenario, what if? So that looks like that's the only thing in our vision, right? What if the money runs out? oh my God, I'm going to have to do this, 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 and that. And that's the only thing you're seeing now. Mm. Scarcity and lack, right? But let's focus on the abundance and watch how you'll just feel free. I'm, I promise you, man, there's nothing more freeing than feeling like I already have it all. Yeah. That's freeing. I already have it all.
1: And just by telling yourself, what do I have? Like, what, what can I pay? Like, yeah. let's let's write that down. And then you'll, you'll surprise yourself because you already mm-hmm. have a lot. I look forward to, right? So
2: I'm grateful for the space. I'm grateful for this energy. I'm grateful for this uh podcast and 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 your your gracious uh welcoming me into your home and uh you, and your smile. I appreciate it. It's very <laughs> contagious and uh I look forward to uh having uh, more more of these. Yes. absolutely we love to we'll, We're going to collaborate on something. Like I told you, it's just a matter of time. Ground shaking I, energy, I, I see us giving some some fun corporate retreats and i can maybe feel some it Yeah, man. We got fire in the middle, right? Yeah, we'll be making line up some up a bunch of people where we're, hiking the mountains and then we end up at a bonfire and we're all just sharing stories I would love that yeah, man. It's just a matter of time
1: Huge pleasure having <laughs> okay, you man. on Dr. Ramadan. All Thank right. you so much my man. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen if you did like and enjoy this episode as much as I did please like, subscribe share it. I think it would be uh, absolutely amazing if you took the time to share this to a friend that uh, would have a life changing experience after listening to this and uh, we appreciate you tuning in. Have a great rest of your day and keep thriving everybody